114. Welcome to episode 114 of the Wolfpack Podcast. My name is Tyler Wolf, and I'm your host. And thanks for joining me for another episode. Uh, my foster son was making a lot of noise, so I thought this was going to be a good time. That's what he sounds like. No words. No words. Um, life. Life is different right now. Alyssa, how would you describe life? Just in a word, a single word. Don't talk too much, okay? It's my show. Describe life. Unexpected. Unexpected. Uh, can't wait to share uh, more about the story that is unfolding in our lives. Um, Alyssa, what do you think people are assuming based on the word you chose? belt. <laughs> That's not a word. Unshare but. But we, uh, life is just different. We're being pulled in a lot of different directions, but life is very, very good. Uh, pleased with the choices that have led us to this wonderful, luminous chaos. Uh, very busy, but with very good things. And uh, all full of love and presence. Guys, I'm trying to record a podcast here. <laughs> um, as a reminder, you can always support the Wolfpack Podcast. Uh, this helps make the show better, uh, improve equipment, and uh, just make it all around more gooder, more best. Uh, you can support the show by clicking the link in the description of the show itself at $1, $5, or $10 a month. And... Um, that you know that is very very helpful so i'm very distracted uh why i chose to record the intro in the midst of uh my family very hyperactive family i'm very reserved i'm very quiet and somber and cerebral and i'm just surrounded by uh just obnoxious people you know what i mean so thank you for joining me for this episode we got a repeat guest today named garrett demeyer he is the proprietor of spring city coffee so go to springcity.coffee to find out more about the garrett blend you know what i'm saying that uh, flagship blend he brought me a hot cup of coffee for this interview and it was very 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 tasty so please enjoy this episode with the mighty garrett demeyer and i turned it down for you if you were taylor way you'd be playing air drums right now thanks taylor whitney taylor whitney taylor whitney taylor whitney taylor whitney taylor whitney those are my vocal warm-ups. Nice. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Wolfpack Podcast. I'm here with a repeat guest, Garrett DeMeyer. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Something Taylor, Taylor Whitney, a mutual friend of ours, will never do on my show. Just rude. It's just rude. Yeah. Uh, you are the founder and <laughs> operator of Spring City Coffee. Yeah. Something that a venture you had just started. The first and only time you were on my show. Yeah. How's it going? Uh, it's going well, I think. Let me do uh, a live reaction. Yeah. i got a cup of Spring City coffee right here. This mm-hmm. is the flagship. The flagship blend called Spring City Blend. Oh, okay, cool. Good mouth noises. It's really good. Thank you. It's got a big flavor. I hate when coffee has like um, 
just when it tastes like uh, too watery. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm so far from like a connoisseur. <laughs> like I hate when it's bad. Yeah, I but, hate when I don't like it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so tell me now. You can tell me what nu- like it tastes like really good bold coffee to me, and that's enough for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What notes uh, am I am I tasting? So I would usually say something like almond, uh, cocoa, yeah, um, baking chocolate maybe. Um, okay. Little Is bit that in there? No, none of that's in there. Oh. That's just if you were to put this cup of coffee next to another cup of coffee, yeah, that might be how you describe the difference in the flavors. Okay. Um, grapefruit. There's a little bit of citrus, you know, ting at the end. I don't know if ting's a technical term, but you know, you got a little bit of citrus in there to make it a little bit more lively, a little less one note. Yeah. It's a medium roast. Um, I don't really do dark roasts. Okay. Um, but I try to roast in a way that brings out as much flavor as possible. And then some of it comes down to how you brew it, right? Now, can you tell me, can you clear up a myth? I I heard this a long time ago, and I've just believed it every step of the way ever since, that darker roasts are going to be less caffeinated because they've been, like, the roasting process was lengthened mm. to make it a darker mm-hmm. roast and that removed some of the caffeine is that true no that is a myth <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> nodding at me the whole time i'm making my case you're like mm-hmm. and i'm like oh no, it's I've, right no no i've heard it before <laughs> I, uh, different beans have different amounts of caffeine in them okay and so if you were to take a dark roast of one bean compared to a light roast of another bean yeah maybe that dark roast has more caffeine uh, but the roasting process doesn't take out that much caffeine okay um especially as you go from like the drinkable levels of roasting. Um, anyway, so the point is, yeah, you can't guarantee it's going to have more. Now, like a fancy coffee like you've got here yeah. is mostly Arabica or other kinds of coffee that's just like the specific type of coffee plant. Yeah. Um, if you're getting something like, I can't say for sure a Death Wish Coffee uses this, but it's like Robusto, which is not as flavorful or rather it's not as pleasantly flavorful. It's really bitter. That does have like 150% more caffeine Okay. Uh, compared to... So is... I've had Death Wish coffee. Maybe I shouldn't say 150%. Maybe it's like 50%. Anyway, well, I don't recall it being super, super like uh, jarring, but is that very? Is that truly very, very caffeinated? That's their shtick. That's like how they market themselves. See, We've got so much caffeine, your yeah. eyeballs are going to pop out. See, that's my thing is I went into it because like I got that addict mentality at mm-hmm. times where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Death Wish, super mm-hmm. caffeinated. Let's go. And I did it. And I think I went into it maybe even subconsciously ready to compare it to like, you mean like I've smoked a fair amount of crack in my life. I've shot cocaine into my veins you know the amount the these amount are things that i've done and yeah. so i'm like oh yeah death wish not even like i was trying to get high i was just um expecting like it was gonna just get make me so productive and so jacked up on caffeine and i found myself disappointed I was like, mm. oh, well this is just mm-hmm. regular coffee yeah you know what i mean i feel like unless you're doing a lot of shots of espresso you're not gonna get that same sort of buzz with coffee yeah sure maybe an energy drink right like but those have a lot of other stuff going into them that are, are supposed to interact with your physiology. Now, as a as a coffee guy, mm-hmm. like a coffee connoisseur, mm-hmm. do you drink energy drinks? Oh yeah, they're a different beast, right? Like, yeah, I still drink tea, not a lot, but like, you know, it's not like I only drink coffee all day. You are so cool, man. Thanks. Because <laughs> and you're like a mystery because you do you you have an image and you're involved in certain things that just set people off on preconceived set me off on preconceived motions about what you will and won't be into mm-hmm. but like you're over here 
you know, making coffee. Is this pour over, by the way? Yeah, it is. Delicious. Thank you. Smooth. Uh, You're like making your own blends of coffee and roasting your own coffee. But also, as we talked about last time, WWE. You're Uh a fan of the storylines in WWE. And also, you drink energy drinks. What's your energy drink? I'll say, let's say it together on three. One, two, three. Monster. Oh. (laughs) I. I'm actually really tired of the zero calorie energy drink trend because oh, every really? energy drink that comes out now is zero calories, which That's I don't best. mind as someone who sometimes counts calories, like usually about until noon, I count calories and then um, I huh. get lazy and I eat a bunch and then I don't count them. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all about uh, no self-control. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, like z- zero calorie energy drinks just don't have the same flavor, obviously. And anytime they're marketed at a sour, this is one my wife and I complain about a bunch. You get a sour energy drink. If it's zero calories, it's not actually going to be sour. It's going to kind of be weird. Yeah. Rockstar used to have a sour apple flavor that was full sugar, and it was amazing. It was yeah. delicious, but not anymore. Yeah, I'm um, I'm strictly, I for energy drinks, I almost exclusively drink Bang energy mm-hmm. drinks. Mm-hmm. I drink them uh, as a utility. I drink them before the three days a week that I have a lot of extra time mm. to exercise um, in the three days a week that I work out very, very hard. You know what I mean? So it's like, like a pre-workout. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I treat it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's all about caffeine for me. You can d- The taurine, I get it. I'm there for it, all that. And mm-hmm. all the other junk, okay, if you say it, it does something. But if you go, this one has 300 milligrams and tastes like sweat, and <laughs> this one has 100 milligrams and tastes like strawberries... I'm going to go with the sweat okay. flavor. Yeah. I'm just going to. Have you tried like licking other people who have had coffee earlier? Do, is there any caffeine in their sweat? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'll try. We could look into it. Market yeah. it to people like you. Yeah. I don't want to lick anybody though. Uh, I, I will say, man, <laughs> like, um, yeah, I guess I've, I, I like, I grapple with people that mm-hmm. I'm sure had mm-hmm. caffeine, but I've already yeah. had so much caffeine oh, okay. before I grapple. Do you have a limit like... Both time or amount per day. Like, oh, I'm going to stop drinking caffeine at three or I'm going to stop. Yeah, I need to stop around two. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, and you're up all night. But it's, it's uh, and this links to my, actually my resource for the show, and I hope that you have some too. But I, uh, I it's a mystery to me because sometimes I will have coffee, a strong cup of coffee at two or three p.m. And I just can't stay asleep mm. that night. I sleep terrible, right? And other times I'll, whatever, I'll be like, I'm going to be up late tonight or whatever. So I'll have like a, m- a diet Mountain Dew at 4.30 p.m. and I sleep fine. Mm. Like yeah. I don't know what yeah, the yeah. deal is. I am just not affected by caffeine. And I don't drink that much. Like It doesn't jazz you up for work? N- well, in the morning it helps kickstart my day a little bit. Like it gets me through the groggies. Yeah. But I can't stay awake at night with caffeine usually. I have to have some other like stimulation, n- not chemical, but like yeah. personal or entertainment or whatever. My uh, wife and some friends and I went to Tallest Man on Earth at nice. Where is that? The Pabst, and it, not my style of music. I don't listen to him. I'm familiar. I like his voice, yeah. kind of Bob Dylan-y, If you if you're not familiar, well, last time I saw him, I said, "How's the weather up there?" And what did he say? Well, I never seen him. Oh, that's okay. a good joke. <laughs> yeah, because he's, I don't know how tall he Tallest actually is. Of. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. funny because they actually, he's actually tiny. Is he? Okay. Yeah. He looked tiny from where I was because I was really far back. So, like, yeah. yeah anyway. But I also don't know if he's tiny. I've never <laughs> seen him. So, it's like <laughs> the show started at 8 p.m., which is when I start winding down for the day. Nice. And um, 
I tried to get coffee at the venue, but they didn't have any. So I was like, I guess I'll get an energy drink. But all they have is Red Bull, which is not my favorite, and it doesn't have a lot of caffeine. Yeah. So I'm sitting there trying to drink this Red Bull and stay awake, and I'm nodding off, and yeah, it was awful. And it's like yeah. we were home by 10:30. Yeah. As as an adult, maybe I should be able to stay awake that late, but I can't. Dude, I started a thing called uh, Doubters Club. Mm-hmm. In the yeah, first, I was going to ask about that. It was great. In the first Doubters Club meeting, I scheduled for 8 p.m. on a Thursday. I was like, the nature of the event will do, on a Sunday. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The nature of the whole thing is like pe- people will be out late. It's at a sports bar and grill. You know, whatever. And like seven o'clock rolls around. I got an hour, but and it's five minutes from my house, so I got mm-hmm. fifty-five minutes before I got to <laughs> leave home. And I'm just like, dude, I don't want to leave my house. <laughs> the sun's—it's China's turn for the sun. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, not mine. Mm-hmm. It's the moon's. It's kind of selfish that y- that you want to hold on to the sun that long. Yeah, well, that's what—that's how I explain it to my son, <laughs> my S O N. Yeah, uh, and I'm just like, dude, it's the—it's uh. It's the moon's turn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's like, why is the sun going away? Why can't I stay up? You know what I mean? And now bedtime, his bedtime's at 7.30, and um, be like, hey, it's time to get ready for bed. He goes, it's light outside. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that and caffeine, let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, did you believe that caffeine stunts your growth when you were a kid? Yes. My son is in full, full-on belief that that's like, true and it may be some truth in there but like if he takes a drink he'll be the height he's at forever Mm. so like i'm like i i joke with him all the time like mikey you want a cup you want can i get you a cup of coffee he's just like no (laughs) no i want to (laughs) grow and there's something really pure about it. yeah so doubters club i've been meaning to ask about this but what do you think you've had like what two meetings or just one so far two What's the demographic like? Are you seeing like an emphasis on your Christian friends showing up or your non-Christian friends? or, or Yeah, the, the scales have been tipped in the direction of people who are exploring Christianity. Mm-hmm. And the best way I could describe it are pretty sure that's the truth, mm. but aren't uh, aren't sold out for Christ. They're just very open to the the god of the bible mm. and they go that's pretty much what i mm-hmm. think is true but i got questions and i want to have yeah. discussions we've had we have atheists there we have agnostics there um and that's pretty much the group that's awesome yeah when i when i heard you advertising it i thought oh I, that sounds super interesting i want to go but i recognize you and i agree on a lot of stuff yeah. and i was wondering if just a lot of your friends that also agree on a lot of stuff. We're going to be the ones showing up. Yeah, that's and a thing. And I've invited Christians. I just go, here's the vibe, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be ready to have people. This is not a debate club. Mm-hmm. And this is... Y- Christians, if anything, are certainly guilty of bait and switch. Where we mm. go, We're going to do this really yeah. awesome, fun thing in the Pizza goal. party. Yeah. Well, pizza party, youth group, or anything. Like, mm-hmm. hey, come on over to the house or whatever. And if anything, the goal is to... For better or for worse, change the other person. Yeah, and I believe Christ is is the hope of the world. I do, but I don't want people to think that I just always have this ulterior motive. Mm. And that, so you got to drop that motive in Doubters Club. So mm-hmm. you'd be welcome to come, yeah. and I don't think you'd have a hard time with that. I felt like I interrupted you there. Sorry. Uh, no, I I think that I got my thought out, which was just I yeah that sounds super interesting to me, but I also didn't want to be like another person, who, uh, you know, like adding to the majority of the demographic there when sure. It, it sounds like it'll hinge on a good mix of demographics, a good mix of worldviews. Yeah. If like everyone there is a Christian, just trying to interact with non-Christians in some sort of like right mm, 
no matter the motivation, I was going to try to ascribe bad motivation, but that's not always the case. Yeah, so. well, I'll go ahead and do it. I because I probably just have to keep my own guard up. Mm-hmm. You, I think. A Christian I thought you were supposed to have an open guard. Nice, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> High fives all around. I think if anything, you can be self indulgent. Mm-hmm. Like so, you know, look at me hanging out with. Buddhists. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like I'm so much like Jesus, mm, therefore yeah. sounding so far from being like Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it can I think it could get self-indulgent. Is that kind of what what Yeah, 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 yeah. Cuz yeah. I think that, like that would part of my temptation would be to th- be that. Like I know he says it's not a debate club, but if I come in there and look like I'm not debating, maybe you know, everyone can see how right I am all the time. Yeah, right? sure. And that's a temptation cuz I'm always right. And people don't always recognize it. And yeah. so I need to make sure that people recognize that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I have faith in Christ. And uh, I, I don't I don't wish doubt on anyone, mm-hmm. but I know it's a reality. Mm. And if I do Doubters Club for a year and I get... I just, I hope... One of my hopes for Doubters Club is that a Christian would come in with, with doubts that they are experiencing and would find... Um, refuge in the club yeah being able to just to kind of let it out because mm. man especially people that were raised christians sometimes they'll just jump ship completely mm-hmm. so that they don't ever have to talk to to go i'm not a christian anymore and i don't want to be around christians anymore therefore i don't have to talk about these doubts at all well okay why don't you just like why don't you just like stay on the ship and be honest about mm. the fact that you're um questioning its existence mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean you're not you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. it's just a hard thing it, for people it is hard i i think i was in college by the time one of my pastors explicitly said from stage during a sermon doubting is not a sin love it and i was raised in the church right my parents did a great job raising me in answering questions but i definitely felt like if i have a doubt or if i have a question that's a lack of faith but the lack of faith comes when you don't do something with that doubt and you let it grow and fester and you know you don't think that God's big enough to handle that doubt, right? Yeah. So anyway, th- opening that up and being able to say to people, hey, we've got a whole club for people like everyone else who doubts something sometimes, yeah. no matter what it might be. Yeah, right? get around people that have dedicated their whole belief system to, to kind of doubting the existence of God mm-hmm. and then also a space for you to express your doubt. Yeah. I mean, I remember my favorite songwriter of all time, David Bazan, when he, and this is so emo and I love it, but I get it's emo. <laughs> He said that when he, f- I mean, he had a wife and kids and they're Christians and his wife and kids were over there believing and he came to the point where he just couldn't bring mm. himself to believe in the God of the Bible anymore and he dropped his family off at church and he got in the car and he went to the bar, had a shot and a beer and he called, he said it was my last communion mm. and he said he just sat there like he was grieving the loss of a loved one, mm. meaning he was grieving the loss of his faith. Yeah. Just like, I want to believe this, but I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was a heartbreaking, long journey for him. You know, but um, I hope to to just say if I can be a part of a better experience than that mm. for people. Yeah. And it's all turned out really great for David Bazan. You know what I mean? But maybe it doesn't have to be so long. It's so hard for everyone. Yeah. You know, and if Dave, if you're listening, I want to party with you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely listening. He is. He is. Well, let's yeah. be real. It's just my mom. <laughs> yeah. Sub Sally. Well, I listen every week now. Uh, thank you yeah. very much. I know it's more than my mom. No, I don't listen. And to sometimes when I shout out Sally, I feel like I sell the other listeners short. So. Yeah. Up, Sally. Up, Garrett. <laughs> I uh, I don't. I didn't listen to your fight breakdown one because um, hearing you talk about hitting people wasn't super interesting to me. Yeah, but, yeah. I get that. I get that. I'm really trying to balance the jujitsu and fighting episodes yeah. with the non. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 
the normally they're fascinating. Yeah, I think you did like a breakdown, right? Um, and was intentionally a bonus episode yeah. for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so my un- undefeated streak is still there. Nice. Well, thank you. <laughs> Um, so let's talk resources. Yeah. Notepad Podcast is a show where if you have something smart to say, somebody probably already said it better. Um, and uh, I have one resource, and it's tied into what we've already been t- talking about. Perfect. And I'm so excited to hear your resources. Here's why. Okay. Two words. Origami Angel. Yeah. Dude, you recommended that band last time, and that was one of those things where I was like legitimately into it and then texting the Spotify link to people. Yeah. So good, man. Thank you. You're what welcome. a gift. And I don't remember the other resources. There was like 10 of them. I know, but I mm-hmm. walked away. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I walked away from that episode with a band that I will listen to forever and YouTube forever and wish there was more footage than there is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man, I really hope that they get close to Milwaukee because I want to see them so bad. The energy just yeah. sounds so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, after I left here, uh, after my first and only other. Uh, first of many podcast appearances, um, I was like, oh, man, I just like had 10, 20, 30 resources because I had this fear that I would never be able to share these things again. Oh, and yeah. You come back anytime. Yeah. Well, I was. Like, thank you very much. But I was yeah. I was just thinking about like, wow, that was like there's a little bit of ego there. Like everyone needs to see these cool things. Oh, yeah. But also just like a, a fear of not being able to share them because they're really cool. But I've only got two this time. Does that mentality ever invade I, I do you do uh a uh, certain amount of teaching and preaching right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. does that uh mentality ever invade your uh your uh man i'm feeling real dumb right here homiletics <laughs> uh i would think so yeah so your I, writing of sermons yeah i do i'm one of the two teaching leaders at our student ministry okay. which is like probably dozen dozen students uh, middle school to high school and it's in a kind of small group um, atmosphere where one of the teaching leaders, myself or a guy named Nick, will explain the passage that we read at a high level, mm-hmm. and then we dive in and ask questions. Um, over the years, the students have kind of communicated that they don't like being quizzed on what we just read. So oh, instead, yeah. we explain, like, here's some things that you can take from this. Now, let's kind of dive in and get some application out of this. Yeah, yeah I and, love that. And I definitely have gone too deep done too much in both that and like anytime i've gotten a chance to pr- like properly preach a sermon because sure. it feels there's so much to say and there's so many little debates you can you know touch on and in some situations that's helpful in some situations it's not yeah so try i've been actively trying to step back and just be like what's the main point from this passage which uh, given my i think it would be hermeneutics i don't know these big words very well but given how i understand the bible Almost any passage, if not every patch, passage, the main point is Jesus. Yeah. Where do I see Jesus in this passage? Um, and so I try to draw that out. Um, there's a Spurgeon quote, something about you know the shortest path to Calvary. So how quickly can I get from this passage to yes. the gospel, to yes. talking about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins? Um, now I'm going to cycle back and talk about like other immediate applications. Yeah. But um, yeah. That's yeah. that's kind of how I've been trying to look at those things. Now. I love it, dude. You're speaking my language. Now, you are a, a, a user of the Jesus Storybook Bible? We have one. We haven't yeah. read it with our girls much. I think we do it around Advent. There's sure. like a yeah. Advent calendar for it. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. I figured you'd have a copy. Mm-hmm. Of it. Well, at the last paragraph of every story is what that story yeah. has to do with Christ. Mm-hmm. And before we get to the last paragraph, I say, oh, and this is my favorite part. And my son goes, it's Jesus. <laughs> I know, Dad. <laughs> Shut up about Jesus, yeah. Dad. Well, it's like, what are we going to do? Like, slay our giants? Yeah. You, know, you can do it, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just this yeah, garbage, yeah. you know. Or, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Uh, even less likely hero came and slayed your giants for you. Yeah. That sort of thing. Love it. Talk to me about your resources. Okay. You for do one, I'll do one, you do one. Okay, sounds great. Um, okay, so I've got two books this time. Um, so kind of a, a sub-resource of all of these is audiobooks because that's how I get most of my books Love it! Uh, the library here in Waukesha, and probably most public libraries, have okay. ways that you can borrow audiobooks. Great. Yes. Anyway, so the first one is Switch, subtitle, How to Change Things When Change is Hard. I'm typing what you're saying right yeah. now, by the way. How to change. Who are you texting? When change is hard. Yeah, by Chip and Dan Heath. Yes. Um, this book has been applicable in so many different areas of my life. Yeah. I have a day job. More of a leadership of book than I would expect from you. Continue. Wow. You don't see me as a leader? <laughs> no, I see you as the uh, the greatest leader of all time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. Uh, um, anyway, so it's been super applicable in, in all sorts of areas of my life. So I've got a day job outside of uh, coffee. I'm a software engineer. Uh, I have a wife. I have a family. Mm-hmm. I have my own personal growth that I think about. And this idea of like, it's a secular book for, for your Christian listeners, just so you know you're getting yourself into kind of just practical advice yeah um but it, it, it yeah it's definitely like how, change is difficult to make how can we make it less difficult um the authors talk about like these five minute rules i forget if they do five or ten minute rules but you've heard this concept before it's essentially you can trick yourself into doing anything in five to ten minute increments and sometimes when you get started you just keep going like when i go to clean the kitchen i don't want to do it but it means something to my wife. So I say, I'm just going to do this for 10 minutes. And sometimes I get carried away. Well, I'm already washing the dishes. My 10 minutes are up, but I'm not going to drain this dishwater just to be done. I'm going to finish the rest of the dishes, right? Um, or thinking about how we like to go with the herd. Okay. Uh, we like to do things that we think other people like to do. That doesn't always mean we're actually following the crowd. We're following our perception of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get lost in kind of analysis paralysis, right? So trying to switch up our mentality to both like just actually say, okay, this is probably the best thing. So I'm going to go ahead and try it. And if it's not, I'll change direction later. And forgetting what other people are doing and trying to think of what's actually the right thing to do in this situation. So I've been applying that to, you know, um, work, to Spring City Coffee, to my family, to to my own personal growth. It's been super helpful. So give me an example of... um like a difference is made for you, like uh, yeah. you just gave some real life examples, mm-hmm. but like how what's what's a thought that crosses your mind when you go? Well, I read that. Let me apply it. Yeah, goal setting. Okay. So if I have a goal to this year, I want to. I, I felt incredibly out of shape in the last two years after reaching like the best shape of my life in 2020 because I didn't have anything else to do. Oh, it was uh, in the <laughs> pandemic. You yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, I was running like five miles uh, a couple times a week because I didn't have anything to do it was great uh anyway so i uh in goal setting it would be really easy for me to say my goal is to get back to five miles or my goal is to get here and sometimes it's nice to set that long-term goal sure but it's super helpful to set the short-term goal first what's the what's the smallest step i can make which is let's get out running again Mm -hmm. right 
And then from there, okay, let's run three miles in 30 minutes, right? Or something like that. Let, let's work ourselves back up yeah. in small increments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. That makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Switch. Yes. How to make change when change is hard. Yeah. Nintendo nice. Switch. How to play games when life is hard. Do you have one of those? I do. Nice. I thought about <laughs> buying one, but then I thought otherwise. <laughs> Then I thought about my goals. <laughs> but it, here's the thing. I won't even get addicted to it. I'll just get frustrated because mm. I suck at video games, man. I don't get addicted to it. I play it with friends mostly, but yeah. I don't play it that often. So then all the controllers are not charged. I'm like, do you want to play Switch? They're like, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, let's wait 20 minutes because I got to plug it in and let everything charge. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun, isn't it? Well, I just, uh, I things I, I kind of want, but I'm never going to get uh, a Nintendo Switch mm. uh, dog. Mm. Um, any pet mm. um, tattoo in my face a tattoo your face I tattoo want to never gonna get Taylor's it. face that'd be great that'd uh, be great I was <laughs> expecting to already have I that. would do that yeah I would do that there's plenty of funny tattoos I want to get like I want to get a slice of pizza mm. I love pizza mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's something that's never gonna change when you talk about like what do you, what if you don't like that in 10 years I'm gonna love <laughs> gonna if like you think that. about it it's kind of the perfect <laughs> tattoo <laughs> right yeah Who's going to stop pizza. liking pizza? Cheese dripping down? Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, I lactose intolerant, though. <laughs> I still eat it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I do what I want. Um, okay, my resource. <laughs> uh, just a short, it's a 10-minute video called Caffeine Explained. I'll tell you exactly how long it is. Uh, nine minutes, 45 seconds. Okay. He talks with that accent, if you can put up with it. But uh, it's just how caffeine affects the brain. Hmm. Um and what what the, what's going on with the crash and all that? So it's just a little ten minute breakdown of that's uh, fun. how caffeine affects you. Um, do you do caffeine before you work out? Yeah. Um, so I have a typical morning routine. It's not my everyday routine, but okay. like typically, I wake up, I make a cup of coffee. Maybe I make the coffee for the morning because it's all pour overs at our house. But they don't have a coffee machine. Um, so like I, I'll make a batch of coffee and I'll drink a cup while I am. Uh, re- studying the, a chapter of the Bible, journaling and praying, mm-hmm. uh, and then pooping um, yep. because I've just had a cup of coffee. We and are then, so similar. And then I go out for a run um, after the poop is done, and yeah. which could take a while Yeah, given whatever I ate the night before. Anyway, that's too much information for your audience. The coffee don't that. happens before you use the bathroom. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I, I heard a guy recently, I'm assuming you don't listen to Joe Rogan. No. He talked about his morning routine. Do I look like a far-right reactionary <laughs> conservative to you? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> uh, but there's a guy in there who's some sort of a coffee expert, and he talked about how pour-over is like the best mm. way to make coffee. I agree. I make pour-overs. Mm-hmm. Only on the weekends, though. Um, and he said the way he makes it, the way to make a perfect cup of coffee for him, like at home, is he will put the ground in there, he'll grind it a certain way, whatever. And then he'll boil the water, and then he'll pour it on there and get all the grounds wet Mm -hmm. and then he'll go use the bathroom and he said he lets the grounds sit there for as long as it takes depending on what he had for (laughs) dinner the night before and then he'll come back because it's that waiting time that like i don't know exfoliates the bean i don't know degasses i think is a term that people would use when you pour hot water on it it starts to let off uh, CO2. Okay. Yeah. So that let, that's waiting period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminded me of. But yeah. you're all out of order though. You make the whole cup. Yeah, I make the whole then, cup yeah. and then yeah. And then I use the restroom. Right. And then I go for And the then run. you go for the run. Yeah. Okay. And so uh do you ever run without caffeine? Yeah, I actually did today because I woke up late and I still wanted to go for a run. So I skipped the beginning part of my morning routine and then just did the run. Um 
kind of like I, I went pee, but I didn't go poop before yeah. the run. So that made it more difficult. There yeah. was more in my belly. I want to <laughs> exercise without caffeine so bad. Yeah. I never do. I haven't done it in years. It's way easier with caffeine, though. Oh, There's yeah. You just, just get the juice and then you go yeah. and you just. I'm such a meathead, dude. I just want to hit things really hard and run really far up really big hills. Yeah. You did a marathon or half marathon? Uh, but a few of both. A few of both. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I just love it, dude. Yeah. I just love to suffer. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I don't have that mentality when I work out. I've tried. I've really tried. Um, but I can't get to the, like, I love the pain. It's yeah. more like I hit a good stride, and it feels like I'm in a rhythm, and I'm listening to a podcast, sometimes you. And, um, like, I'm yeah, it's just kind of now I'm in a zone, and I really yeah. like that. Yeah. Not the pain. I like the energy I feel afterward. It's kind of like, okay, cup of coffee, go for a run, have another cup of coffee when I start work. Yeah. And I feel really great all morning. Sure. So. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. I've um, got another resource. Please. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So another book called Stop Taking Sides. Subtitle, How Holding Truth's Intention Saves Us from Anxiety and Outrage. Adam Mabry. M A B R Y. Hey, he's not from the United States. He is. I forget where he's from. Well, let's be real. He's not. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Who is from the United I'll say States? He's from, yeah, it's true. Okay. Uh, so he That's is. True. He is a pastor. Um, probably from a camp similar to like my particular theological positions, but mm-hmm. that's not the important part of the book. The important part is there are things that we should take sides on, and we should hold hard truths on, and there are things that we should not. Um, he starts this book off with a story about how he preached about this sort of topic in terms of like Republicans in my church. You can't hate Democrats because they vote differently from you and vice versa. And had two different people from two different sides of the aisle talk to him angrily after church. One of them even just being like, I'm gone. Like sent an email say, I'm not coming back to your church because you didn't take it hard enough to those Republicans on the other side. Sure. And, and so he kind of talks about like here are some things that we need to hold strongly. And that doesn't mean we need to be jerks about them, but we need to hold them strongly because we're Christians and we believe God exists, right? We're not going to be like, oh, you know, whatever. Let's have that conversation. Let's talk about why we believe God exists. But that's not a... We're taking a side there, just innately by being Christians. We're yeah. taking a side. But there's a lot of things that we don't need to take sides on. And and there's a lot of things that um, the Bible holds in tension that we ought to hold in tension um, one of the examples being suffering and God's plan for our lives. Um, we actually just talked about this at student ministries yesterday where you see, let, let's take Lazarus for example, right? Jesus delays going to see Lazarus when he's sick because he knows he's going to die. He's allowing him to die. He is purposefully saying, Lazarus is going to die. We're going to hold off for two days mm-hmm. before we eventually arrive in town after his death. Yeah, because my friends there think I can't raise the dead. Sure, they react like if you'd been here, you'd still be alive. But because you weren't here, he's done for. Yeah, and so then he he weeps with these people who are sad, despite knowing how the story is about to end. Right, so Jesus, being God in flesh, holds this tension between I know what's going to happen. I know that this is what's best for you. This brings the most glory to me, but also this sucks right now. Like you're in pain. And too often, especially me coming from a more reformed background, I was more likely to be like, I know the truth and your feelings don't matter. Facts don't care about your feelings or who is that? 
Peterson? I don't care. Um, Shapiro. Shapiro. Okay, Ben Shapiro. See, I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so like, I'm more likely to do that instead of saying, hey, what you're going through really sucks right now. And we need to be able to find a place to stop taking sides between this sucks and God has a plan sure. and say both, right? Like, these feel like they're different, but they're the same thing. The Lazarus story is a great example yeah. of that. Wow, mm-hmm. thank you. You're welcome. That's really good. It reminds me, uh, Augustine has a quote about that, right? Really famous one. It's mm. like, uh, in essential beliefs, I'm going to butcher this probably. In essential beliefs, we have unity in, I'm sure he doesn't say this, in non-essential beliefs, we have liberty. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just like deciphering what yeah. the two are really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and it's really a game of kingdoms. Uh, has Have the rules of God's kingdom been broken in this situation? Or is it the rules of mine? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mine? Mm-hmm. Get over it. His? Have a conversation. Like when people drink decaf. That's breaking the rules of God's kingdom, right? Yeah. You've yeah. altered his creation in coffee by removing the caffeine? How yeah. dare you? So you won't do a cup of decaf <laughs> no, at 9 p.m.? Uh, I don't drink decaf personally, but I'm not actually opposed to it. Mm-hmm. So. D- can you bust this myth for me? Mm-hmm. There's still a little bit of caffeine in decaf. Myth confirmed. Confirmed? Yeah, there's still a little bit. It's <sighs> negligible. Um, I feel like I'm playing... Ru- when I have a, like a Wednesday night church and I have <laughs> decaf, I feel like I'm playing Russian roulette. I go, dude, you're going to be up thinking about... Like skateboards at 2 a.m. No, I don't think it's enough to affect it. It's probably like, I couldn't tell you the exact amount, but the decaffeination process doesn't completely remove it, but it removes it enough where it's not going to affect the average person. Bust this myth. Uh, The decaffeination process results in a product that's very bad for your health. Depends on the definition of bad and the process. I've heard about people say like, oh, like, like they talk about it as if they're like, yeah, so they mix Drano in there. Yeah. You know that? <laughs> it drains out the uh, caffeine. Is that what Drano does? <laughs> it drains out the caffeine. Um, <laughs> well, that's what clogs your toilet. Um, yeah. So <laughs> and never like put Drano in your toilet. Either. Okay. Put it in a different thing. <laughs> um, there are multiple processes to decaffeinate coffee. Yeah. Some of them use harsh chemicals. So if you're opposed to harsh chemicals, and I say harsh in quotes because I don't really I know. I love them, baby. Uh, then, <laughs> then you might want to stay. If you're one of those like naturalistic, yeah, holistic sure. uh, folks, yeah, you're going to want to stay away from that. But there's um, Swiss and standard water process. So Swiss water process or standard water process coffee. It's essentially they take green coffee extract, so all the good stuff from green coffee, and soak green coffee in it so this is pre-roasting they soak the coffee in it and something about the chemical makeup of that water oh green coffee is just coffee made before roasting the yeah. bean mm-hmm. oh yeah. cool so they soak that coffee unroasted coffee in this water with coffee compounds in it and that draws out the caffeine somehow and so there in that process all you're doing is you're using coffee to make coffee not caffeinated I see. Yeah, that's, that's the natural process. Yeah, and that's what that's what the, more that's the coffee that I buy at uh, for for Spring City. More expensive. Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive. That I mean, that type of decaf would mm-hmm. be more expensive. Yeah, right? I would say so. Gotcha, man. Awesome conversation. Hey, this is fun. This fun. has been like a uh, like an oasis for my soul <laughs> in the middle of a Monday. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Next time, let's do this with uh, Taylor so I can squeeze him. Nah. Okay. No, I'm kidding. He's welcome <laughs> you, on the show. Anytime. You want a you want a good podcast. He's like a yeah, right. He's <laughs> like a glorified uh, 
He's like an underglorified co-host. Since okay. I have him on so much, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Those are my favorite because I know you both in person, um, in real life, outside of a podcast. I love when he's on because it's just like I'm sitting in a room yeah. hanging out with you two, which I don't get an opportunity to do with two. That don't get an opportunity to do too much. Yeah. Well, you, we combined the podcast him and I used to do. We combined it just to be a category mm-hmm. of, the, of the Wolfpack podcast, Two and a Half Dads, combined with this, which we haven't done in forever. Mm-hmm. It'd be really fun to do that with you. Oh, yeah. In fact, I have an article I read, uh, and it has a fatherhood tie-in. And what we want to do is I just want to read the article, pausing for interjection mm. from Taylor and from you. So yeah, let's really do fun. it. Now, if we don't find a time to schedule, I'm just going to do it with Taylor. I'm going to okay. be 100% yeah. honest with you. Then we record a different episode separately. Um, but I would love to do a show with you and Taylor. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe like a three-parter. Yeah. You got to get back to work? Uh, I don't know. What time is it? 12.30? I'm a software engineer. Nobody cares what I do. <laughs> no one knows what you do. No one knows. I just sit at a computer smacking the keyboard. <sighs> Dude, you make soft serve all day. And uh, and that's cool. Somebody's got to engineer it. Yeah. And uh, I'm lactose intolerant, so it doesn't <laughs> even doesn't No, even not cross soft serve p- engineer. Software engineer. You said soft serve? Software. You said <laughs> the ice cream. <laughs> Dude, you can use that at your office. Thank you. Yeah, I won't, but I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate the permission. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me. All right, bye. Wolfpack.